Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Hi, welcome to today's Perspectives podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the invested employee. And I have on uh, the panel today with me a couple of ladies and a gentleman online or the Reds remote. I'd like for them to introduce themselves uh, before we get started, please. Walter, if you want to go first. Sure, sure. Uh, Walter Campbell. Um, I am a recruitment and retention strategist with a company called First Arriving, where we specifically um, work with public safety organizations, fire departments, EMS units, and police departments in recruitment and retention and marketing strategies. Um, Before that, I was a recruiter in the United States Air Force, uh, where I served uh, for 20 years, traveling all across the country to include uh, the beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yeah. Now I live in Maryland. That's where I'm at now. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Um, Wendy, would you like to go? Sure. So I'm Wendy Abels, and I come with quite a few years of uh, experience in human resources, about 30, actually. Um, Nice. um, Many years in corporate America, and probably the last 10 years, I've worked um, as an administrator for a church in Oklahoma City. I also teach... um, with a company called Public Strategies. And then I also own my own business, WWA Consulting. And what I do is I work with small companies to kind of get them up and running, get them onboarding and things of that nature and kind of teach them how to really um, take care of themselves beyond what I can offer them. So I'm excited to be here today. Thank you, welcome. Hi everyone, my name is Trisha Cantu. I've been in uh, the HR field for over 20 years, um, worked with people with disabilities, helping them find um, employment in our community in San Antonio. And uh, currently I'm the recruiting and training coordinator and I have really, really enjoyed it and I'm really happy to be here. We're glad to have each one of you here on the panel today. Uh, My name is Phyllis Williams and I am part of the Essence Learning team. Uh, As I mentioned, we're going to talk about the invested employee. Uh, There was an article in the June issue of the Perspectives newsletter uh, that addresses uh, America uh, is now hiring and what is happening or what is working in 2022. Um, Of course, with the um, COVID and what happened in 2020, uh, 2020, yes, 2020, we saw the great resignation happen in 2021. Actually, uh, I started my process around that time. I left corporate America after 32 years of employment, Um, but a record number of 47.4 million employees quit corporate America. And they're out there somewhere so um, Biden is saying, how are we going to get the people back into the workplace? And it's time for people to return to work. So uh, considering that, um, with, with what's going on in the industry and in the workplace, um, can we talk about that in the great resignation and the workforce and how it's suffering right now? How do employers attract 
talent back into the workplace, especially considering the barriers and the challenges that some individuals are experiencing. For instance, I know that a lot of uh, women were part of that resignation and leaving the workforce, and a lot of them had to become educators and uh, daycare providers and all of that for friends and neighbors and their children, their own children. But how do we bring those uh, individuals back into the workforce? Well, you know, one of the first things I would say is if you're doing something and it's not working, mm-hmm. then it's time to reevaluate. Yes. Um, the changes that have occurred um, with, with um, the COVID uh, yeah. and things that have happened over the last couple of years have really exposed um, some of the things that we had in place that really probably needed to be looked at, probably needed to be overall. We need to okay. look at things in corporate America that really focuses on our greatest resource, resource, which is our people. Yes. And what do we do to let them know that they're valued? So reevaluate positions that you have in place. You've had the same job description for 20 years and it fits no one, yeah. right? Yes. Start matching people to what you want the outcome to mm-hmm. be. It yeah. can be done. Yes. And start looking at things like that. Um, talk to your employees. Talk to the current employees and ask them, why are you still here? Why are you hanging on? Yeah. Right? Um, who do you know that's out there and how can we attract them? Start yes. listening. Really start to connect with who you already have and find ways to go out and reach those people by letting them know we're here and mm-hmm. we want you. So if we want you, that means... We want to know what's important to you for you to be here. Exactly. I totally agree. Time to do some reassessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even, even, um, you know, from considering job descriptions or whatever, but even the work schedule, right? Oh, absolutely. We talk about the flexibility and not many employers want to be flexible, but many have been forced into that because they've lost a lot of their uh, knowledge and skills because people wanted more flexibility and really required or needed that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tricia, do you want to weigh in on on that? What what companies and leaders need to do? Well, if you have employees that have been uh, with the company for many, many years, I would use those individuals to be your brand ambassadors because there was a reason why they stayed and tell their story. What's their story? And use them, um, do a video and interview them and have them express why they work for that company, why they come Mm -hmm. there every single day. Who better yet to talk about someone who's been there 20 years and tell their story as to why they're still coming to that company? Because there's a reason why they're there. Do we know why? Yeah. Let's find out. And I think when you have a position, a customer service job or a tech job, and I go to your website, I want to see that employee who's working there. I want to see that excitement, that enthusiasm as to why they come there. Mm -hmm. Because what? That's going to make me excited and make me enthusiastic because I'm going to say, you know what? I like that that vibe that I'm getting. I want to apply for that job. And I, I think we need to think outside the box and not just think like, I'm going to place a put. I'm going to post it on LinkedIn. Or I'm going to post it here. I think we need to think, think bigger and think outside the box and do something different than, and that way we stand out among the competitors. I totally agree. Can I tag onto something that you just yes. said? Yes, please do. Um, when we're talking to those employees that have been there, listen to all of their feedback. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just focus on the good, pretty stuff. Of course. Right? Yes. You need all of that to really make informed decisions about how to go out and get the talent that you want. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they've been there. So that means they've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> so use all of that information yes. to really support what you're trying to do. I totally agree. Walter, do you have anything to add to that? No, they took all my good points. They, 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 they I don't. I, I, I doubt that. They hacked my computer, looked at my notes. Nah, it's okay. um, I would say response time, right? Uh, in, in today's environment, response time is key. And, you know, we, I understand bigger organizations, federal government agencies and things of that nature. Um, you're limited on on how fast you can respond to applicants and how fa- how fast you can respond to applications and things of that nature. But uh, in the smaller companies, I think response time right now is big because if I'm putting in an application for your organization, I've probably put in an application for three or four others. And so right. and so not necessarily that the first one that bites or the first one that responds is the one that I'm going to go to. But um, those, the first ones that are interested and the first ones that respond are going to hold my interest as uh, a future employee. And so I think right now with, you know, everything is automated or not everything, but there are a lot of things that are automated to include the recruitment application process. For me, I think response time is going to definitely put a lot of organizations and companies ahead of those that aren't. Um, that would be my that would be probably the one of the biggest things I would I would have people do, uh organizations and companies do. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. I know right. that employers have put a lot of money into their ATS systems so that they are responding um fairly quickly to applicants and, and so they're hearing back from them and even trying to get them in for interviews and making offers quickly um and, and speeding up that process. But I totally agree with that. Um and then Let's talk about investing um, in in the employee and and why it's important to do that. So employees now are looking for a little bit more, right? And so it's just not about coming in and and doing serving in your role and doing your position, but they're looking for a lot more. And so, uh, you know, there's gyms at work or fitness centers at work. There's doctors and nurses on site at work and covered parking is even something that employees look for right so what tell us what are the benefits for employers to invest a little bit more into their employees well you know i literally thought about it's the more the more it's the more Mm -hmm. that matters because um you know salaries can be competitive Mm -hmm. Um, general benefits can be pretty competitive um so what can you offer me that's personal for me. Yes. And, um, you know, I had an experience once in corporate America that we really looked at um, incentivizing the small things. Um, mm. We looked at what do those individual needs? This this person may need assistance with childcare. This person may need ride share. You know, so we really reached out to our employees and said, hey, what is it that is important to you Mm. to get you here every day, to help you be ready to work and to give us your all? We want to give you everything we can to help you do that. So again, evaluate who your people are and know what they need. But it is a lot of times just about the more. Mm. 
customizing. Yes. Yes. I think the key word that, that you hit on for me was customizing, right? Because everybody needs a little, everybody needs different things. And so mm-hmm. for me, I value time. I want my time back. I want as much time as I can. So if I work hard, I want to be able to, uh, if I work and accomplish certain tasks or my tasks, I want my time to be my time. But that may not be relevant or that might not be what's necessary for Wendy. That may, you know, she may need childcare. She may need um, um, the gym or, or other tangible items. So uh, I think the key thing that she hit on was, was, was that and also ask. Just simply ask your employees what they want and what they're looking for. Um, and then this way you're ba- better able to narrow in on the target and give them what they want, if possible. Yes. <laughs> Trisha, do you have anything to weigh um, in on, on that? Well, you know, when you're bringing in someone into a, uh, into a position, I think, it, you know, they don't want to be there, you know, five or six years. They want to grow. And so I really think, you know, talking to them up, up front and, you know, ask them where they see themselves in five years. And if they say, you know, well, I see myself as a manager. Great. Help them give them the tools mm-hmm. so they can get there. Um, because it's only going to be a reflection on you. You're the leader. You groomed them. You helped them get those tools and you helped them progress. That's only going to be a reflection on you as a leader that you were, you helped them progress within that organization. And, and people want to be recognized for their work. Yes. They, when they feel recognized, they feel valued. Yes. When they feel valued, they're satisfied. And when they're in, they're more, more productive. So those are things that I really think are real important because um, individuals don't leave companies, they leave leaders. Exactly. And that's the person that you're spending with every day when you're at work. So how do I feel when I'm here? Do I feel recognized? Do I feel valued for the work that I'm doing? Am I productive? I'm going to be productive because I am being recognized and I feel valued mm-hmm. and you're going to give me the tools so I can't progress because yes. we're not going to just stay in the same position. We want to move forward. Exactly. Totally agree. I, I want, I want recognition and time. I want a plaque and four. <laughs> <laughs> give me my cake and let me eat it. too. Yeah, I, want, I, want, I want my plaque. I want my plaque. I want four hours. I want four hours cop time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, staying on that topic and being talking about uh, investing in our employees, um, how about training? I know that um, a lot of companies at one point was doing lots of training and then because of dollars and budgets and bottom lines and, you know, um, just looking at that, pull back on a lot of training. I, I was part of some of that and some of the training was pulled back. Our training uh, staff was reduced, uh, you know, to half. And so um, t- let's talk about that being uh, whether or not that's a crucial part that employers should look at. And and if so, is there a benefit for them at training their employees and giving them more tools for their toolbox? Oh. Uh, I, I, I think so. <laughs> um, I think it's the buy-in, right? You get a, You get a larger buy-in from the employee. Um, and then ultimately a better quality of work. You know, it's it's a relationship currency. It's relationship currency that, uh, can y'all hear the blender? Okay. Well, it's, like, uh, it's that relationship currency that allows you to, to do that, right? And so uh, in my, overall, my opinion, better buy-in from your employee, better quality of work, 
um, and you're locked in with a company. You're 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 in line with company goals, missions, so you're willing to put out more. I, I concur with everything he just said. Yes. Three words came to mind for me were mm -hmm. um, value. There's value on both sides of that. There's mm -hmm. value to the company mm -hmm. if you're providing that development and that training. And it's value to the employee because they feel that they are important enough that you're taking the time to really pour into them. Yeah. And then it creates a loyalty relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And loyalty means a lot to an organization. Mm -hmm. And loyalty means a lot to an employee. It does. They feel that you're important to them. And then the output. What is it that you're wanting to get from that employee? Mm -hmm. They're going to be willing to give you yes. what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important. And it is a great relationship. The training and the development relationship is very critical for both the employee and for the um, leadership. I totally agree. Absolutely. They see that that they feel valued, they feel the commitment from the company. Mm -hmm. And when they feel yes. the commitment from the company, they're going to be in it for the, the long duration. Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. So, so how do you think employers can gauge or kind of uh, assess whether or not the uh, investment and the dollars they're putting into employees is, is working or is, is benefiting them, is, is impacting the bottom line. Oh, well, that's one of the ways they can tell, but, but how are some of those non-tangible ways that they can tell if, if what their, their investments and the dollars that they're putting out is working? Well, you know, I, I thought about, um, again, that your greatest resource in the organization is your people, true, right? True, yes. And I think it's a great value when the people know the leadership. Mm -hmm. They know who you are. They know what's important to you. They know that you have a dog. They know that, yes. um, you know, I want my time back because I want to go play golf. Mm -hmm. They know those things about you because they built a relationship with you. And when they invest in that relationship, they're, they're going to meet you in the middle. They're mm -hmm. going to talk to you about mm -hmm. those intangible things, those things that are like, what's for dinner? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you have those type of conversations and that type of relationship with people, yeah. that means they're invested in you. That means they care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you cannot have that if you don't have that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. There will always be a barrier there if there's no personal connection. I I mean, that's just what I firmly believe. Yes, so. I totally yeah. agree. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You agree with you, that? Yeah. You yeah. need to have, I mean, not with just with me, your management team, but with everybody that you work with, yeah. you mm -hmm. need to have that, that bond that, that established relationship um, because everybody has a connection. Everybody comes from different perspectives Yes, and you're, you're learning about their perspectives and you're mm -hmm. learning, you know, where they're, you know, where they're coming from, where, right. where they were raised and, and just understanding them as a, as an individual, because if you understand them, then when you're do, working on a project, you're going to understand their perspective mm -hmm. on that project yeah. because you understand their background. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, you agree again, with that? Loyalty was uh, the key word I, I, I triggered in. Uh, Wendy said loyalty, and and it's being locked in again and in sync with your company. Um, an example for me, and I didn't understand how I valued my time early on in my Air Force career. I was young, 20 years old, but a supervisor, I would work really hard, and he would reward he would reward me with time off, um, and which is what I wanted, which is. I could go play ball or golf or whatever. And at, he would come in and say, Cam, are you done with, uh, 
you know, what's on your plate right now? What do you have going on? And I'm like, oh, I got to I got this and this and this, this task, this task. And he would say, OK, finish that one task and then you can go home because um, you've been working hard all day. And so it, I understood and he also understood what motivated me. Right. And so as he took care of me, giving me time to do certain things, I went to school with my time. I played ball with my time. Anytime he called needed me for anything, I was there. Yeah. Hey, well, I need you to work on Saturday. Not a problem. I'm there um, with no hesitation. Hey, I need you to work longer tonight. Not a problem. I need you to work till 10 p.m. tonight. Not a problem. Because in my mind, I knew that there was going to be hopefully the reward uh, of doing it. Plus, he was my boss. He had already looked out for me on one end. So I was invested and I was locked in and I was loyal to yes. him. So yes. when he asked for anything, no problem. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the tangible part there is retention, too. You know, your employees do stay employed with you. Right. And so they stay on board with you. Um, what are some of the other things that uh, employers can do, though, to keep employees employed at their place of business because everybody knows that there is tremendous cost in replacing uh, an employee oh, yes. that leaves and you know taking mm -hmm. on the load other employees having to take on the load and then going through the recruitment process and all of that and being without that that role in your department or whatever um, is is costly so tell me what you think or what you think some of the strategies are that employers can use to retain and to slow down that that process of employees leaving. And you know, I would think one of the first things is to really get an understanding of who you have, mm -hmm. who those people are. I mean, and we've touched on it several times. Yes. But getting to know them and getting what it takes and what it, what it takes to motivate them. Um, using Walter's time thing. Yeah. <laughs> he knew your supervisor knew that that's what you wanted and that's what you needed. Yeah. Now. Retention is something that we all strive for. Mm -hmm. I've never been in an environment where it was 100%. Of course. But you can get what you need for your organization with valuing the people that want to stay. Because most people don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. They want to stay. Mm -hmm. So really try to work with them and be realistic with them. Sometimes you can hold a conversation and say, this is where we are as an organization. Mm -hmm. Show mm -hmm. them yeah. what's really yeah. going on. Yeah. Let yeah. them know. Don't let them find out on the news. Don't let them find out because a you know a coworker's husband heard about it. You know, tell them what's really going on because you want them to feel like they're a part of it, mm -hmm. right? And be realistic. Um, don't let your employees go five years and you don't even talk about a quarter. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Either you have the quarter or you don't, but yeah. you let them know. Yes. Let them make informed decisions because they'll understand that you care about them mm -hmm. and you care about their family and you care about what they need in life and That's just so just work it from there. That is so true. I totally the transparency agree. is important. Yes. Communication is very important. Most yes. definitely. Transparency, communication, um, mentorship, uh, and, you know, stagnation. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one, right? And so, you yeah. know, people say, no, I really like my job. I just want to do my job. I just want to do this job. Well, it's been seven years. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. You, yeah. Come on now, you know, and again, um, it, 
it's hard for some people to want to move up to the top and I get that or become leaders or managers or supervisors personality wise. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if you if you allow people to become stagnant in your organization, you're not going to get um, positive results uh, that you would if you motivate them to uh, try other things or, or move within a company, whether it be upward or 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 lateral. Um, you know, being stagnant, um, I think, really hurts organizations. And then, again, going back, just ask what they want. You know, I think that's a lot of times what we miss is what do you want? What are you looking for? Where, again, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in two years? Um, and, and, and work towards those goals of where you're going to be in two years. I can honestly say in the majority of the jobs that I've had within 30 to 90 days, I knew what job I wanted. My, I knew what next job I wanted mm. or at least wanted to try, right? Yes. Within, 30, within 30 to 90 days of me being in a position, I said, okay, I don't want to be here in two years. I, wanna, I want his job or I want that job. Um, and so no one came to me and said, well, what do you want to do? You know, I had to try and wiggle and figure it out my way. But if my bosses or the, I would say the leaders that came to me and said, Where, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do that. And they said, OK, well, let's navigate that path um, so that you can be there in two years or a year. Uh, again, allow me to say, well, I'm staying with this. I'm staying with this company because they're looking out for me and they have they have at least an interest uh, in me. So uh, I ask what people want, inclusion, mentorship, uh, yes. all of that. Yeah, and, and um, that's why I see training. I do see training as important because cross-training, not only just, yes. you know, training to go up, but just even cross-training, knowing that next job, like you say, that you want to go into as well. And it may not be necessarily a promotion, but just acquiring a new skill is, is more, you're more marketable. And so employees do appreciate the ability to be able to do that. Um, I know that we're, we're coming close to our time, but I, I do want to ask one more question. Um, leaders and, and, you know, managers are so focused sometimes on the bottom line and the project, the next project and, and checking off their project list, right? Which every company wants to accomplish something and be productive, but, but how can we kind of make that shift to that, that again, being invested in that employee and putting more emphasis and more energy into their employees? necessarily based on those projects because when you do that those projects then that those projects you can make those checklists right i mean check check them off because employees are dedicated and they're loyal and they work hard for you they work on weekends and evenings and all that kind of stuff but how do we get managers and leaders to see that when they're just focused on the project well it's interesting we're talking about uh you know the great resignation yes the shift is happening it is whether we're Seeing it, whether we're getting with it or not, the shift is happening. And if we want to be able to connect, then we have to do something different. Yeah. We've got to connect to the person. And um, it's almost like you just have to keep trying. Okay, let's try this. Does this work? What do we do to really connect to the people that we have here? Um, several things that Trish mentioned earlier, we could try this. If this doesn't work, let's try something else. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you have to get on board with the shift or you won't yeah. be progressive. You won't get those things done. Those yeah. projects are just going to be dormant 
Because you're not going to have anybody to do that, yes. right? Yes. So you've got to get with the program and see, okay, what is this shift? Mm -hmm. How do we connect to this? How does this impact us? What can we do to reverse some of the things, you know? Yeah. And just keep pushing it and keep finding those things that possibly would work for your organization. Yeah. I would always tell managers you can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Absolutely. So you got to do something different here if you're looking for something different. So How about I think it's culture, right? I think the, the word of the day is culture. You have to change the culture of your organization and and and, and embrace culture. You know, we talk about DEI is, is really big right now, but also changing your culture of your organization. If you take a look at what Google did a long time ago um, and how they changed the culture of their office environment and how productivity increased. Um, yeah. And so it, it's it's... You know, as I think the question was shifting um, management towards people over projects is yeah. you have to start embracing personal culture. And, you know, not to say that everybody needs to come to my house to have dinner and eat. But within the confines of the organization, there needs to be a shift of, OK, we're going to stop work for right now and just kind of vibe out or just change the culture within um, the, the organization, the office environment or whatever environment that, that you're in, it's changing that that culture piece um, that allows those managers to be more successful in focusing on people versus projects. Thank you. Trish, did you have anything to add or did we hear from you already? Um, no, I'm just I'm agreeing with everybody what you're saying. You know, we do need to change the culture and, you know, the, the manager's going to move forward. Um, they're going to have to be open-minded open-minded yes. with that mindset. It is a, it is a different Absolutely. mindset. That's exactly what it is and changing the culture. Well, we have come to the end of this podcast. I want to thank our panelists uh, for joining us today and thank you for listening in on this podcast. Um, we are coming to a close, but again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Perspectives podcast today and invest in your employee. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.